Welcome back to Detroit Rising. I'm Chad Livingood, Senior Editor at Crane's Detroit Business. This is a podcast looking at the revitalization of Detroit, uh, looking at businesses that are you know, thriving and, uh, and what is working and what's not really in, in Detroit's uh, nascent revitalization. People ask me a lot about Dan Gilbert. Um, all the time I get asked questions about this billionaire who owns real estate and Quicken Loans and has all and thousands of employees in downtown Detroit and all these different little businesses uh, that have kind of spun out of Quicken Loans. And people are always stumped when I tell, tell them that Dan Gilbert owns a football helmet company. Um, because uh, he's he's you know made his wealth out of, uh, of selling mortgages and all kinds of ancillary businesses that have spun out of that, um, and so today I finally got to get a tour of Zenith uh, uh, Football Helmet Company uh, down in in Southwest Detroit. Uh, they are on Fort Street. This this is a company that uh, Dan uh, bought several years ago and moved from Boston. Uh, to Detroit, um, and they are located in, for people's reference, uh, the James uh, Group International's uh, big headquarters and warehouse, where they are assembling uh, uh, football helmets uh, day in, day out, especially in the summertime uh, at their peak season. And my, my guest this week on the, on the podcast is Ryan Sullivan. He's the CEO of Zenith. Uh, Ryan, thanks, thank you for joining us on Detroit Rising. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, um, as, as I mentioned in the intro, I mean, I, it is kind of um, um, surprising that uh, uh, Dan Gilbert would have a, have a helmet company. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about the history of how it is that uh, this became part of the Quicken Loans family of companies. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Dan, as you had mentioned in your introduction, has been an investor in, in Zenith for quite some time and really led the, the push to relocate the company from Boston to Detroit, which we did at the beginning of 2015. And since that time, you know, the business has gone through quite a, a transformation uh, from our origins as a football helmet com- company that you had mentioned, where we've always been known for outstanding technology, uh, differentiated technology in the marketplace that's really designed for the athlete. And since we moved here to Detroit, our team has expanded, our business has expanded tremendously, and we've also really expanded the horizons uh, of who we are and what we are as a company to not only do we continue to design and and build uh, some of the most outstanding football helmets in the world, uh, but also we design for the football athlete from from head to ankle and have expanded our business into a number of different products that are really born out of athlete-centered design and insights on what they need for both on and off the field performance through their training, playing, and living. So you're, you're making, um, you have some clothing apparel now, you've got shoulder pads. Uh, what other types of products are you, are you making here in Detroit? Absolutely. Uh, as you mentioned, helmets, shoulder pads, uh, other accessories like visors, uh, back plates, or, or tails as the athletes would call them. Uh, we launched training apparel last December, December of 2018. And we have steadily increased and added to our apparel portfolio in the last eight to nine months uh, with a lot more, you know, on the horizon, which we're really excited about. And other playing accessories, which sort of blur the lines uh, between apparel and and, uh, other goods, uh, such as gloves. Uh, So we launched gloves this year with some varsity gloves coming uh, later this year as well. Now the Zenith Shadow is your is your new newest uh, helmet on the market, um, and and your helmets. Just for people to understand, these are these are um, being sold at what levels of of sports? Absolutely, we take a lot of pride in serving uh, football athletes from youth to the NFL. 
So whether it's here in Detroit, we work with a number of different uh, local youth organizations, including Detroit PAL and several of their clubs, as well as at the high school level. Uh, we just hosted the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic last weekend at Wayne State, where every uh, team that participated in that in that program uh, has some Zenith helmets in their in their locker room, all the way up to the NFL and and working with uh, different college teams in, in between. Yeah, this week there was some news. Uh, uh, NFL star re- uh, receiver uh, Antonio Brown of the Raiders. He he he's wearing a, a Zenith. He's put down. What, 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 I'm not sure what brand he had, but he had, he had the same helmet for 10 years. Sure, and it was yeah. One of these one of these protests, so he didn't want to give up his, his old helmet. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's it was a very unique uh, situation and, and one that we are really excited to to be working with Antonio and the fact that he has chosen us and and our Zenith Shadow helmet to wear for this upcoming NFL season. And I think it really illustrates and highlights uh, something that's very unique to the football helmet product where you see athletes who could change their cleats or gloves or any of these other you know products which help them perform in the field of play from week to week however someone like an Antonio Brown or even Tom Brady who's been getting a lot of headlines lately will wear the same helmet for a decade plus so it just goes to show the emotional attachment that athletes create with with their gear uh, especially the football helmet and how switching that especially later in one's career can be uh, quite a difficult challenge because you grow so accustomed to different features of that product that ultimately help you perform in the field so the conversation that that uh, started with Antonio was around you know his unique situation where he needed to change he didn't necessarily want to change at that stage in his career but he needed to change and he was looking for the helmet that best fit his needs and he tried you know untold number of different helmets and products that are available on the marketplace and like i said we are thrilled that he chose the zenith shadow to us it validates everything that we are all about in terms of athlete-centric design that one of the most uh, elite and um athletes in the world and someone who has incredibly high standards for his gear has chosen the zenith shadow so that shadow um tell me a little bit about what exactly in the technology um you all contend makes it safer makes it uh, you know all the, at the end of the day people are worried about concussions and head injuries to, to athletes what what are what is it in your technology that is lowering the chances that um a a 17-year-old kid or, or a 37-year-old veteran in the NFL is going to not uh, suffer a concussion. Absolutely. I mean, one of the, the Zenith Shadow is our product that was very much homegrown here in Detroit, developed uh, by our Detroit-based team, and was launched in December of 2018. Uh, this is a product that is the best and most advanced representation of our technology. However, I would say much of the, the key features of Zenith Shadow and what, what makes that product stand apart from others in the industry uh, some of the same concepts are present in all of our products. So one of the things that we take a lot of pride in here at Zenith is that every product we make, whether it be our X2E helmet, our Epic helmet, our Shadow helmet, all of these products receive the highest rankings available in the marketplace, whether it's the NFL test where all of our helmets are quote-unquote top performing or Virginia Tech test where all of our helmets are, are five-star. Uh, but what's special about Shadow uh, three things I would highlight for the listeners here and would direct everyone to our website, zenith.com, that's X-E-N-I-T-H.com uh, to learn more, is number one, the adaptive fit system. 
So that is unique to us. It's a custom fit for every athlete every time they're putting the helmet on. That ensures the helmet stays in its place and is able to do its job properly on the field of play. Because ultimately, what good is a helmet if it doesn't fit right? Sure. Um, uh, number two, our unique shock matrix system, which is, think of it as a web of shock absorbers that are filled with air, which allows for a dynamic uh, response to impacts that an athlete may experience in the field of play. And then three, uh, that shock matrix system is attached only in a couple of places to the exterior shell that's very different and, again, unique to us in the marketplace, which that allows for a decoupling of the shell and that interior shock matrix, which helps to remove the athlete's head from, from the, the hit, if, or so to speak, or the impact. Uh, and really, when you look at all three of those key components combined, it's the, the system. It's the overall system and how those components work together uh, that ultimately create the Zenith helmet experience uh, and is why we do so well, not only on independent test labs, but more importantly, on the field of play uh, for the athlete on the field. When I walked in here uh, earlier, um, one thing that kind of struck me was you have a you have an assembly line system uh, with a with a conveyor uh, for assembling the the, um, the helmets, but there's not a bunch of machines assembling these helmets. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of uh, hand craftsmanship that goes into that, um, and you've also got a ton of parts. Um, t- tell me a little bit about the supply chain uh, and just the assembly uh, work that is, that's involved in, in making a helmet. Sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, a helmet is a, a very complex and unique product, not only from a science and engineering and design standpoint, but then how do you actually commercialize and make this at scale, uh, which is one of the challenges that we face as a business because you have to uh, carry and serve a highly customized product. So think about the number of colors uh, and color combinations for not only the shell, but also the face mask, different face mask styles, different colors, chin cups, straps, etc. So it's a highly customized product, and we have a global supply chain in order to fulfill that demand and the requirements of the marketplace at a price point that is very accessible uh, and to provide a high-quality product. So here in this facility where we're sitting right now, Uh, We assemble these helmets by hand. Uh, These components come from a global supply chain, which includes both domestic manufacturing for, for example, our shells, uh, to overseas, Asia, and other places. Uh, For example, our shock matrix comes from from overseas and different things in between. So the way that we manage that, foster those uh, supplier relationships, develop them over time, ensure high quality throughout every stage of our process is something that's critically important to you know ultimately have that athlete who's going out on the field whether it be on Sundays, Saturdays, Friday nights uh, or even little league on Saturday mornings you know it's uh, it's there's a long journey that that all those components go through to ultimately set foot on the field. Yeah, the shell is made in in Kentucky. Uh, Jeffersonville, Kentucky, is where those shells are, are come from. Yes, and then you, and then you you've got parts that are coming from China, Mexico. Have you run into any issues in your sourcing with tariffs uh, this last year or so? It, it has definitely impacted us, and uh, to be How so? handed the the you know keeping track of what category classifications are part of the tariffs that are going out this week or that week or and the next week it can be dizzying at times. Um, as cranes and, and other outlets have covered, you know, it seems that each and every week there are different products that are subject to new tariffs. So, yes, certain uh, components as part of our helmet have been subject to tariffs. And as, as of this moment, we expect them to, to continue to be for the foreseeable future. Uh, however, it's, it's a situation that we 
very much are staying apprised of and, and seeking to manage to the best of our ability as we go forward. Tell me a little bit about your workforce here. I, I noticed you know, along the assembly line you've got several um, uh, Hispanic women uh, who might, they were in southwest Detroit, a very large uh, Hispanic population. Um, and then you introduced me to some engineers that came straight out of Wayne State um, or the College of Creative Studies. Seems like you are you are pulling talent pretty pretty close to home here. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people ask, you know, why Detroit? Why does Detroit make sense for Zenith? Uh, I mean, this you you probably couldn't find a better location, quite honestly, for a company such as ourselves in the United States. Uh, not only do we have the manufacturing might, the know-how, the talent uh, to, to do the assembly work and, and the supply chain management and other things that are so critical to our business, but on top of that, the design, which we take such great pride in, and the, the talent and relationship that we've been able to build with College for Creative Studies, you know, just a few miles away from where we're sitting right now, uh, and then to the, on the engineering side of our business, Wayne State University, where a number of our, of our engineers have studied, whether it's for a PhD, master's degree, or undergrad, um, you know, the, the talent that we have just within a few miles from this facility is tremendous and is, is certainly a big advantage uh, for us. But then as you broaden that out a little bit a little bit broader, you know, to say Ann Arbor, University of Michigan, Michigan State, across the, wind, uh, the river over in Windsor, where some of our team members live and commute here to Detroit, uh, truly it's a global talent center for a business such as ourselves. And uh, we, are, we could not be more proud to be based here and really excited to be taking that know-how to the world as, as a global brand. Something that I didn't know until you introduced me to your, your head engineer is that uh, Wayne State University has long had for almost half a century a pretty robust biomechanical t- um, uh, program that, that was spun out of the auto industry on testing people and testing cars and, 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 and the crashworthiness of cars and such. And that has given rise to, to the football testing, uh, uh, football helmet testing uh, industry as well, which which is a big part of what you do here. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool history and heritage that is, is right here in this town uh, coming out of Wayne State, who's been a pioneer in biomechanical research. As we, as we had discussed earlier, uh, started for the auto industry naturally, but then as, as that team of researchers and, and engineers started to look at other applications, sports and, and football uh, was another early method that was pioneered really back in the, the late 60s, early 70s. And one of our, our head engineer who you met earlier had actually studied for his PhD under one of those early pioneers. So just that, that legacy, that heritage, and to be so connected and, and tied to that uh, as a business and as a community is something that's pretty unique here in Detroit. As you move forward, you say you got about ten. You think you have about ten percent of the of the helmet uh, market share. Um, where do you see the growth uh, for 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 Zenith uh, in in the helmets, but also uh, more broadly, is there is there a lot of room there in the other sports apparel and equipment that ankle to to shoulder. Um, um, you know, a picture that you're 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 really working on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we could not be more excited about where we are at today, but I think more importantly, where we're heading. Uh, so we're on track to have our biggest year ever here at Zenith, uh, and that's directly as a result of a lot of the innovation, new products that we have launched just in the last twelve months. Uh, again, all of those have been designed and developed here in Detroit, and really excited about what does the next twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six months look like 
not only to continue to grow and improve our core helmet technology, but as you suggested and mentioned, expanding and broadening our portfolio of products designed for the football athlete. So we have a number of significant developments that we've been working on for you know, two years plus in some cases that will be coming to market just in the next six months that we're tremendously excited about and are really going to continue to advance and move the game forward uh, at, at a number of different levels. So really excited to bring a number of these innovations to market and, and to be doing it here from Detroit. Can you give me a preview of some of those uh, products that are coming out? Uh, I think, you know, I, I, one of the questions that we often get asked is, is about the sport of football and uh, some of the headlines that it, it garners in terms of participation declines and other things. And I think what, what is often missed in that conversation is, is it takes a fairly narrow view of the sport and, and in some of the trends because while, for example, youth tackle football participation may be declining, uh, what people don't spend a lot of time talking about is looking at non-tackle football, uh, which includes both uh, flag football as well as seven-on-seven and both of those sports are growing tremendously uh, when you take in, and for quite different reasons uh, at the end of the day for the youth athlete and the high school athlete. So we think that non-tackle football, when you add that sport in with tackle football, what most people think of, the sport as a whole is actually growing. Uh, and then when you look at that internationally, it, it, it continues to grow as well. So there's a lot of exciting developments that we have, I would say, look at the sport as a whole uh, in a number of different facets, including those areas that are growing faster than others. Well, seven on seven, they, they wear helmets in those games, don't they, typically? Uh, it's, it's a very um, unique landscape right now. Uh, where different states have different requirements and different regulations, different teams have different policies, but sure. no one's, uh, to our knowledge, really looked at that sport and understood its needs uh, from an athlete protection standpoint and performance. So, you know, it's something that we've definitely spent some time on as a team. You've gotten really good at building football helmets. Um, are you going to make hockey helmets, bicycle helmets? We get that question often, um, and my my response to that is, you know, we don't think of ourselves as purely a helmet company, right? We're a company that designs for the football athlete from head to ankle. So while helmets are definitely our core product, our flagship product, there are a number of opportunities and innovations for us uh, that are, are beyond helmets. So when we look at that landscape, and, and certainly over the long term, uh, we would love to be in other sports, other categories. We think that there is a lot of our of our know-how and, and talent and capability as an organization, that there are market opportunities outside of the sport of football. Make no mistake about it, we are we are tremendously focused on football. We have a lot to accomplish within the sport of football and a lot to contribute and to continue to grow before we can think about you know expanding to other categories. Ryan Sullivan, CEO of Zenith, thank you for talking to us about your company here on the Detroit Rising Podcast. I'm Chad Livengood, Senior Editor at Crane's Detroit Business, and you've been listening to Detroit Rising. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, please subscribe to the Crane's Detroit Business channel on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.